Hey everyone, you're listening to God's Whole Story, a podcast of Worship Center. We know just how hard it is to read God's Word and understand it, so we decided to read the Bible chronologically this year and talk about it together. Thanks so much for joining us. Hey guys, it's Chelsea, and I'm here today with Ryan, Chris, and Lindsay again, and we are walking through Isaiah, and we have um, a lot of very famous passages about Christ and so many other things in here, so much to dig out. Um, what stuck out to you guys in this reading? Um, one of the one of the first passages we read is Isaiah uh, 52 going into 53. And I think that like what stuck out to me just actually listening as we were reading over it, I think oftentimes we hear just bits and pieces of some of these messianic um, readings. So it's definitely worthwhile to stick around, like read for yourself or listen to like all of Isaiah 53. That is just like this incredible picture, like down to like very specific details about who Jesus is, what he does and what his life will be like. Um, and it's, it's, it's very awesome. So the, one of the things that stuck out to me today was it, it's so, it's so detailed. Uh, so verse nine says he's buried like a criminal and he's put in a rich man's grave. Like we know that that is what happened. Like they needed a place to put him. Um, Joseph Arimathea yes. uh, volunteers his, <laughs> he's a rich man and he wants to to put Jesus in his tomb. Um, and he's buried like a criminal because I mean, one, he's crucified, but two, like these soldiers surround his grave. Like, okay, we got to guard this dude, even though he's actually stinking dead, like straight up dead. And innocent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so much of this is, is so descriptive this is written like way before Jesus time. Uh, it's just very cool. It's very cool to see the power of God through this scripture and ultimately reflected in the life of Jesus. Yeah. I, I too love the details on that. And it's just, it's stunning, especially you put yourself in the shoes of, you know, Isaiah's time, how long ago this happened. And it's, that's why throughout history, some people have debated, you know, Isaiah couldn't have written this is too detailed, but you know, I think he did. And it just happened to be, hundreds and hundreds of years before this actually happened, which yeah. is wild. Um, there's tons of stuff about heaven in here too. So there's there's lots of good stuff about that. One of the things that stuck out to me, kind of slightly different than Jesus in heaven, uh, is the futility of idols. <laughs> it's hard to <laughs> Yay! make. That's a good turn. <laughs> hard to make a transition on that one. Um, but actually, I think, you know, when we know that idols, it's futile to worship something that uh, isn't God. Uh, but they, they kind of illustrated it a bit more that, you know, what many times we read the Old Testament, we think idols, these tiny little statues, things of wood and stone, and like, we don't worship idols anymore. But in this passage, even it listed good deeds, it listed some of those things that, that are even good things that people trust uh, in order to please God. And those things are just as futile as worshiping wood and stone. And so I think uh, the idea of idols, like it is a contemporary question for us. What idols do we have? What things do we trust in? Whether it's our good deeds or our bank accounts or, you know, not doing the really bad things, mm. uh, just doing the acceptable sins. But all of those are futile if we're not trusting in Christ. So there's that's a very New Testament concept that's illustrated right here in the Old Testament prophets, which I think is really great. Yeah. Well, not to segue from futility of idols 
and prophecies about Jesus. <laughs> but there's actually one of my favorite passages in all of Scripture, and that is uh, a blessing on eunuchs. You may be one of the only people that <laughs> has that as one of your favorite passages. Uh, my favorite off-the-recording comment by Lindsay was, she may use the term eunuch more than most other people. <laughs> I have preached sermons in a Sunday service on Unix. I think if you use that word maybe three times, you've probably used it more than most people. Oh, when Bible nerds uh, get let loose. And I, okay, so if you have young children and you haven't explained to them what a eunuch is, or maybe you don't know what a eunuch is, we're about to go there. Prepare yourself. <laughs> Prepare yourself. Uh, but in the Old Testament, a eunuch would be someone, especially those who worked like around a political leader that would have been castrated to prevent them from having sex like with the first lady, so to speak. <laughs> first lady. <laughs> I mean, in their terms, the queen, the queen mother, the whatever. Um, and or, or, or polluting the royal bloodline. Polluting the royal bloodline, things like that. And so people, a lot of people think Daniel was, a eun- was most likely a eunuch. Uh, and so I say that because, um, but this is a really interesting because is you actually go onwards to Matthew 19, I would like you all to know that I'm not the only one who talks about eunuchs. I am in good company. That's the company of Jesus. Because <laughs> Matthew 19 talks, Jesus records Jesus right. talking about eunuchs. And he actually expands it and says that some there's three types of eunuchs. There's actually some people, this is a lot more detail than anyone wanted about eunuchs. But <laughs> I'm G- very into this. Keep going. <laughs> G- he says that some people are made eunuchs by others. Some people are born eunuchs. And some people choose to be a eunuch for the kingdom of God. And so that would include people who maybe were castrated, punished, injured. Some people are born that way. So that would be maybe people who are born biologically deformed, a hermaphrodite, something like that. Or some people choose to be a eunuch. Basically, they're choosing singleness uh, for the sake of the kingdom. And I think it's amazing that God is basically saying, here, what is one of the main um, hardships and sorrows of a eunuch. And it's the lack of descendants. It's the lack of quote unquote family. They don't have children. They don't, they they don't have the things that society values. And I think that's still true today, right? And in churches, like you're not married, you're not having children, mm-hmm. people who struggle with infertility, people who maybe never found a spouse or a spouse that wanted to have children. And this is a whole blessing on them. And it's beautiful. If that's something that is maybe tender to your heart and you're listening, this is a beautiful, beautiful prayer saying that God is going to give you something even more uh, lasting and more valuable than physical descendants, but he is going to give you um, a blessing that's going to last generations. And he blesses the singles without children in the Old Testament. Like that's, to me, that's amazing. Mm. And if you look back at the, in the passages we were talking about before, Jesus, it actually highlights that Jesus has himself died without descendants um, in chapter 53, verse 8, that he died without descendants. And so people who struggle with being single or not having kids, like God blesses those people, he gives them something more lasting, and Jesus himself can say, hey, I get it. I, I myself had to give that up, and it was hard. So, yeah, that's what stood out to me. That's... That's more than anyone ever wanted to know about eunuchs. <laughs> I just learned a lot, so <laughs> thank you. <laughs> God um, bless the eunuchs. In that same passage about 
um, Jesus and his lack of descendants, what stuck, out, what stuck out to me is that it was the Lord's good plan to crush him. Um, I just, that, like the heart of the Father, we know the heart of the Father and his good, it was his good plan to crush Jesus. And man, that's like very powerful to me for some reason. Um, it's and, kind of one of those that makes smoke come out your ears a little bit. Yeah. Like, it good for us, but not good for him. Right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's incredible. The, yeah, yeah what what the plan of salvation and redemption was for us is just incredible. When you put some thought into it, it's yeah. like, wow, how did that even happen? Hey guys, thanks so much for listening to God's whole story. Uh, we hope you're getting something out of this. You probably learned a thing or two today. So <laughs> we'll see you again tomorrow. Bye. Bye. Isaiah 52, beginning in verse 13. See, my servant will prosper. He will be highly exalted. But many were amazed when they saw him. His face was so disfigured, he seemed hardly human. And from his appearance, one would scarcely know he was a man. And he will startle many nations. Kings will stand speechless in his presence, for they will see what they had not been told. They will understand what they had not heard about. Who has believed our message? To whom has the Lord revealed his powerful arm? My servant grew up in the Lord's presence like a tender green shoot, like a root in dry ground. There is nothing beautiful or majestic about his appearance, nothing to attract us to him. He was despised and rejected, a man of sorrows, acquainted with deepest grief. We turned our backs on him and looked the other way. He was despised and we did not care. Yet it was our weaknesses he carried. It was our sorrows that weighed him down. And we thought his troubles were a punishment from God, a punishment for his own sins. But he was pierced for our rebellion, crushed for our sins. He was beaten so we could be whole. He was whipped so we could be healed. All of us like sheep have gone astray. We have left God's path to follow our own. Yet the Lord laid on him the sins of us all. He was oppressed and treated harshly, yet he never said a word. He was led like a lamb to the slaughter. And as a sheep is silent before the shearers, he did not open his mouth. Unjustly condemned, he was led away. No one cared that he died without descendants, that his life was cut short in midstream. But he was struck down for the rebellion of my people. He had done no wrong and had never deceived anyone, but he was buried like a criminal. He was put in a rich man's grave. But it was the Lord's good plan to crush him and cause him grief. Yet when his life is made an offering for sin, he will have many descendants. He will enjoy a long life, and the Lord's good plan will prosper in his hands. When he sees all that is accomplished by his anguish, he will be satisfied. And because of his experience, my righteous servant will make it possible for many to be counted righteous, for he will bear all their sins. I will give him the honors of a victorious soldier because he exposed himself to death. He was counted among the rebels. He bore the sins of many and interceded for rebels. Sing, O childless woman, you who have never given birth. Break into loud and joyful song, O Jerusalem, you who have never been in labor. For the desolate woman now has more children than the woman who lives with her husband, says the Lord. Enlarge your house, build an addition, spread out your home and spare no expense. For you will soon be bursting at the seams. Your descendants will occupy other nations and resettle the ruined cities. Fear not, you will no longer live in shame. Don't be afraid, there is no more disgrace for you. You will no longer remember the shame of your youth and the sorrows of widowhood. For your Creator will be your husband. The Lord of Heaven's armies is His name. He is your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, the God of all the earth. For the Lord has called you back from your grief, as though you were a young wife abandoned by her husband, says your God. For a brief moment I abandoned you, but with great compassion I will take you back. In a burst of anger I turned my face away for a little while, but with everlasting love I will have compassion on you, says the Lord, your Redeemer. Just as I swore in the time of Noah that I would never again flood flood cover the earth, 
So now I swear that I will never again be angry and punish you. For the mountains may move and the hills disappear, but even then my faithful love for you will remain. My covenant of blessing will never be broken, says the Lord who has mercy on you. O storm-battered city, troubled and desolate, I will rebuild you with precious jewels and make your foundations from lapis lazuli. I will make your towers of sparkling rubies and your gates of shining gems and your walls of precious stones. I will teach all your children and they will enjoy great peace. You'll be secure under a government that is just and fair. Your enemies will stay far away. You will live in peace and terror will not come near. If any nation comes to fight you, it is not because I sent them. Whoever attacks you will go down in defeat. I have created the, the blacksmith who fans the coals beneath the forge and makes the weapons of destruction. And I have created the armies that destroy. But in that coming day, no weapon turned against you will succeed. You will silence every voice raised up to accuse you. These benefits are enjoyed by the servants of the Lord. Their vindication will come from me. I, the Lord, have spoken. Is anyone thirsty? Come and drink, even if you have no money. Come take your choice of wine or milk. It's all free. Why spend your money on food that does not give you strength? Why pay for food that does you no good? Listen to me and you will eat what is good. You will enjoy the finest food. Come to me with your ears wide open. Listen and you will find life. I will make an everlasting covenant with you. I will give you all the unfailing love I promised to David. See how I used him to display my power among the peoples. I made him a leader among the nations. You also will command nations you do not know, and peoples unknown to you will come running to obey. Because I, the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, have made you glorious. Seek the Lord while you can find him. Call on him now while he is near. Let the wicked change their ways and banish the very thought of doing wrong. Let them turn to the Lord that he may have mercy on them. Yes, turn to our God and he will forgive generously. My thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, says the Lord, and my ways are far beyond anything you can imagine. For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. The rain and snow come down from the heavens and stay on the ground to water the earth. They cause the grain to grow, producing seed for the farmer and bread for the hungry. It is the same with my word. I send it out and it always produces fruit. It will accomplish all I want it to and it will prosper everywhere I send it. You will live in joy and peace. The mountains and hills will burst into song and the trees of the field will clap their hands. Where once there were thorns, cypress trees will grow. Where nettles grew, myrtles will sprout up. These events will bring great honor to the Lord's name. They'll be an everlasting sign of his power and love. This is what the Lord says, Be just and fair to all. Do what is right and good, for I am coming soon to rescue you and to display my righteousness among you. Blessed are all those who are careful to do this. Blessed are those who honor my Sabbath days of rest and keep themselves from doing wrong. Don't let foreigners who commit themselves to the Lord say, The Lord will never let me be part of his people. And don't let the eunuchs say, I am a dried up tree with no children and no future. For this is what the Lord says, I will bless those eunuchs who keep my Sabbath days holy and who choose to do what pleases me and commit their lives to me. I will give them within the walls of my house a memorial and a name far greater than sons and daughters could give. For the name I give them is an everlasting one. It will never disappear. I will also bless the foreigners who commit themselves to the Lord, who serve him and love his name, who worship him and do not desecrate the Sabbath day of rest, and who hold fast to my covenant. I will bring them to my holy mountain of Jerusalem and will fill them with joy in my house of prayer. I will accept their burnt offerings and sacrifices, because my temple will be called a house of prayer for all nations. For the sovereign Lord, who brings back the outcasts of Israel, says, I will bring others too besides my people Israel." 
Come, wild animals of the field. Come, wild animals of the forest. Come and devour my people. For the leaders of my people, the Lord's watchmen, his shepherds, are blind and ignorant. They are like silent watchdogs that give no warning when the danger comes. They love to lie around sleeping and dreaming. Like greedy dogs, they are never satisfied. They are ignorant shepherds, all following their own path and intent on personal gain. Come, they say, let's get some wine and have a party. Let's all get drunk. Then tomorrow we'll do it again and have an even bigger party. Good people pass away. The godly often die before their time. But no one seems to care or wonder why. No one seems to understand that God is protecting them from the evil to come. For those who follow godly paths will rest in peace when they die. But you, come here, you witches' children, you offspring of adulterers and prostitutes. Whom do you mock, making faces and sticking out your tongues? You children of sinners and liars, you worship your idols with great passion, beneath the oaks and under every green tree. You sacrifice your children down in the valleys among the jagged rocks in the cliffs. Your gods are the smooth stones in the valleys. You worship them with liquid offerings and grain offerings. They, not I, are your inheritance. Do you think all this makes me happy? You have committed adultery on every high mountain. There you have worshipped idols and have been unfaithful to me. You have put pagan symbols on your doorposts and behind your doors. You have left me and climbed into bed with these detestable gods. You have committed yourselves to them. You love to look at their naked bodies. You have gone to Moloch with olive oil and many perfumes, sending your agents far and wide, even to the world of the dead." You grew weary in your search, but you never gave up. Desire gave you renewed strength, and you did not grow weary. Are you afraid of these idols? Do they terrify you? Is that why you have lied to me and forgotten me and my words? Is it because of my long silence that you no longer fear me? Now I will expose your so-called good deeds. None of them will help you. Let's see if your idols can save you when you cry to them for help. Why, a puff of wind can knock them down. If you just breathe on them, they fall over. But whoever trusts in me will inherit the land and possess my holy mountain. God says, rebuild the road, clear away the rocks and stones, so my people can return from captivity. The high and lofty ones who live in eternity, the holy ones, say this, I live in the high and holy place with those whose spirits are contrite and humble. I restore the crushed spirit of the humble and revive the courage of those with repentant hearts. For I will not fight against you forever. I will not always be angry. If I were, all peoples would pass away, all the souls I have made. I was angry, so I punished these greedy people. I withdrew from them, but they kept going on their own stubborn way. I have seen what they do, but I will heal them anyway. I will lead them. I will comfort those who mourn, bringing words of praise to their lips. May they have abundant peace, both near and far, says the Lord who heals them. But those who still reject me are like the restless sea, which is never still, but continually churns up mud and dirt. There is no peace for the wicked, says my God. Hey guys, this is Ryan, and I hope you are getting a lot out of God's whole story. Uh, It means a lot to us even as we are reading through God's Word every single day in the order that it happened. Um, If you want to go ahead and follow us, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at God's Whole Story Podcast. Uh, We would love it if you would share this thing with your friends or people that you know, or just share what's sticking out to you. 
Uh, you can either send us a DM or you could actually email us at podcasts at worshipcenter.org. You can email us if you have any questions, if something stuck out to you, if you'd like us to pray for you. And if you want a Bible, if you don't have one right now, or if you want a copy of the one that we're using to go through God's whole story, we'd be happy to send that to you. So go ahead and reach out to us in any way that you'd like. We'd love to hear from you. Have a great day.